Welcome to the APS Soup to Nuts podcast, where we explore the Attleboro Public Schools in greater depth. I'm David Sawyer, Superintendent, and with me today are three student participants in Be Heard, our Community Coalition for Education. They are Tiana McDonald, Soha Habib, and Jack O'Donnell, all seniors at AHS, and they're here to discuss what Be Heard is and the important work in which this group is engaged. Tiana, Soha, Jack, welcome. Tell us a little bit about your personal journey to being a senior at AHS. Thanks, Mr. Sawyer. Um, so my name is Jack O'Donnell again. Um, I've been uh, born in Atterboro, lived in Atterboro my whole life, uh, been to all the Atterboro schools. Uh, I went to Willett Elementary School, then I went to Brennan Middle School, and now I'm here at the high school and pretty close to starting the next journey of my life, which we'll, we'll see what happens when that comes along. Thanks again for having us here. I'm Tian McDonald. Um, I moved here from Dorchester, and basically I started here at Thatcher Elementary School, and I kind of just, you know, went through all the schools, Thatcher, Hyman Fine, Wamsutta, and now here at the high school. And I'm looking forward to going to college. Thank you, Mr. Sawyer. I'm Soha Habib, and I'm a senior at Ibra High School, like you said. Um, I've lived in Iowa my entire life, but um, I went to Foxville Regional Charter School until eighth grade, and I transferred into Iowa High School for ninth grade, and it's been pretty good. Um, hopefully, I'm going to college ne next year. Um, just have to hear back from a couple of schools. All right, great. So we have uh, a couple different perspectives here, right? Uh, some people who've lived there their whole lives, uh, someone who's been here uh, through all of their schooling, and uh, someone who's moved to community as well. So. We've got a couple uh, different ways of, of, of experiencing uh, what we do here. Uh, so tell uh, the listeners a little bit about your own personal interests and what kinds of things you guys are into. Yeah, so for me, uh, at the school at least, uh, I'm involved with the Special Olympics. Uh, I'm a Project Unite coordinator for the Special Olympics, so I help out and do stuff for them. I'm the Vice President of the National Honor Society, um, so we do a lot of community stuff for that too. And then I also... Uh, was a part creator of the uh, Grammar Club, which probably not a lot of people know about. I, I didn't uh, know about the Grammar yeah, Club. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we only meet, we meet on Fridays, so we're going to meet this Friday too, so it's going to be good. And uh, you wait, know. wait, were you trying to limit how many people were involved in the Grammar Club by meeting on Fridays? It, it was kind of a secretive thing, but uh, we got into it more and we've, we've come to like it a lot, so... And then uh, on the side too, I, I do work at the the Shaw's Bakery, so you'll see me there. Oh, yeah, I actually have I have the bakery today, so you'll see me there, and I'll be going away at the uh, at the sweets and treats. Now, does the Shaw's Bakery mix things from scratch, or are you just uh, heating up frozen items? Uh, mostly, I'm set. I don't even get to I don't even get to heat it up myself. <laughs> I don't get to heat it up myself. I have to put the the frozen stuff on. And then they have to bake it because they don't trust me or something. I don't know. Uh, I think I'm pretty trustworthy. I, I, I think you're quite capable. Yeah, but that's my that's my story. So, um, me personally here at the school, I'm part of several clubs. Like I'm part of art club, multicultural club. Before I got busy, um, I mostly focus on sports though. So like winter track and community organizations like Be Heard. So outside of that not much else besides my artwork. And uh, do you have hopes to uh, pursue your art or is that just sort of uh, a hobby? Yeah, I plan to try and make a career that somehow combines computer science and the arts. So oh. I'm looking more towards like media arts. So digital, illustration, 
and hopefully I can somehow make a career and combine those two. I would imagine the future uh, will make that possible. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, I played field hockey here all four years. Um, I participated in class council and student council and in different type of volunteer um, organizations like Special Olympics and then Project Unite for um, Polar Plunge and then organizations like Be Heard. Um, outside of school, I work at Wendy's. Um, sometimes I work drive through fries or. Um, is that the South Attleboro Wendy's or the uh, North Attleboro Wendy's? North Attleboro. Yeah, it's um, it's different. And then. Um, what do they have you doing there? At North Attleboro. Yeah. Um, well, drive through fries or. Um, so you get to work the fryer later. Yeah, that's. Um, is that as glamorous work as. Uh, that's more of a punishment, really. <laughs> and then sometimes cash register. And then um, <clears throat> um, I'm really focusing on more taking like history and like English classes because um, hopefully I become a lawyer. But let's see where that goes. Well, those interests make sense to me. Um, I'm happy to hear that you guys are involved, and I imagine that that's part of uh, why you care about the school and uh, have uh, dedicated your time uh, to be heard. Um, so, as the three of you already know, Be Heard is the byproduct of a competitive three-year grant APS was awarded by the Nellie Mae Education Foundation to promote community engagement. Uh, most of the support comes in the form of two coaches uh, who have helped us to build this community coalition. The primary goal of this group is to provide a forum in which community voices, especially those who have been traditionally underrepresented, have input in the decision-making process of the district. Hence the name Be Heard. Uh, perhaps counterintuitively, uh, one of the groups whose voices have been traditionally marginalized is the students themselves, uh, which explains your role in the coalition. So tell me, uh, what brought the three of you to participate in this new and unusual venture? So my AP Lang teacher, Miss Rosa, she kind of voluntold me to <laughs> the next meeting. So I've been there from the beginning, since you know, the very beginning. and. Really what cut me around was working with Miss Nestlin and Miss Halsey and Mrs. Regan too because they they one of the goals of the group is to focus on the discipline policies and I see how it impacts the students at our school when they're always stuck and extended, doing nothing, but you don't really have three hours of homework. Right. So um one of the things that we really focus on is trying to find restorative justice practices and kind of switching the whole way we look at discipline and trying to work with kids to you know work with their time and our time and not waste it any idea why miss rosa may have thought that this was an appropriate choice for you she probably heard me i don't know maybe maybe our conversations in ap lang like sometimes me and jack would go at it but subtly so i think that might have been it she picked up that you'd have an interest in this kind of work yeah <laughs> Um, I was also voluntold but by Miss Halsey. Um, I've been here since the beginning too and the reason why I stuck was because really my whole life I've seen like problems with the educational system and but I didn't think anyone really wanted to do anything about it and then would be heard people and not just like like a small group of people, it's pretty like big group of people actually wanted change in our community and I thought that was special and I wanted to be a part of that. That's great. Yeah, so Similarly to Tiana, uh, I was also voluntold by uh, Miss Rosa and also Miss um, Levis uh, through the work I was doing in uh, Multicultural Club and through a 
little anecdote that I have to share too. So this kind of goes back um, during the class. Uh, we had been talking a lot. Um, we were reading about uh, Frederick Douglass. Um, and then we were also reading about um, this attorney, uh, Brian Stevenson, who basically worked in social justice and stuff like that. And he was um, an African-American man. And basically in his time, he worked to make sure that there was more fairness in the criminal justice. Um, there were a lot of people uh, in Alabama, where he was from, where um, the district attorneys were very unfair and the judges were unfair and the people were unfair. So basically at one point we got into a discussion about the use of the N-word because of that. Um, and I'm usually one to go out and, and speak about things that um, I want to learn more about. So most of the other kids in the class who were white students um, were silent. <laughs> as soon as she brought it up, it was just a quiet room. Yeah, it's kind of a touchy subject. It is. It is. Um, but we got into a little conversation. So I did start speaking, which later I kind of realized might may have not been the best thing for me to do. So I was just kind of talking about my opinions on it. And then it ended up with me basically kind of like prompting like Tiana and um, uh, this other girl in the class um, who were of the minority of people of color, of students of color. Um, and I basically were prompting them to kind of explain the N-word and like what it means to them. Uh, what I didn't realize though is that you really shouldn't do that um, to, to people. You shouldn't prompt them to speak. Uh, you should wait for them to be able to open up uh, naturally because um, it kind of puts a lot of unnecessary pressure on them and it makes them kind of feel singled out. Uh, even though I had good intentions, <laughs> uh, I realized it was just not the best way to go about it. Um, and then going even further too, um, I went to this conference in, in Norwood. So to put in perspective, that English class we were in, um, there were three students of color. And when I went to this Norwood conference, I was the only white person pretty much. I think there was maybe two other white people. Um, and then the rest of the people were um, black or Hispanic. So in a way the tables had turned on me uh, and I had kind of the same um, discourse with them as far as they were prompting me to share my opinion. Mm. And I was like, Whoa. To speak for white people, right? To speak for white people. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is pretty crazy because I had literally gone through this whole thing about how I shouldn't do this to people and then these people are doing it to me. So right there, I kind of realized that these problems existed as far as um, maybe people not knowing how to, to deal with those situations where you're dealing with certain groups of people and trying to meet their needs. Um, so I know from my experience that made me feel uncomfortable when they were trying to prompt me to, to, to speak. So when I look back on how I behaved in the English class, which, you know, it wasn't, you know, even my teacher said it wasn't bad that I, you know, tried to speak, but there's just a different way to go about it. Um, so when I was able to join Be Heard, um, I understood the weight of kind of everything and 
why it was more important to uh, be a part of the herd. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that anecdote. I think it really helps to illustrate uh, how timely the, this issue is and how the sensitivities around it uh, you know, really require some effort on everyone's part to, to push through um, some of these issues. And uh, I, I think uh, the vulnerability you're displaying and sharing that with us is, is, is greatly appreciated. So, you know, uh, as I have tried to explain, although I'm not sure how clear it's really been yet, is that you know this coalition is a group of educators, students, and uh, community members who are getting together and thinking about what are some of the issues that the schools face in, in terms of doing a better job of serving all students, right? And um, to uh, to make progress on that that mission, um, you know, Be Heard has. Uh, created some goals for itself. Uh, would you guys explain a little bit about uh, what the goals are? So the first goal group, which me and Soha are both in, um, it works on focusing on the discipline in the school, so removing barriers to education. And really, at the current moment, we're working on rewriting the discipline philosophy so that's more inclusive of the new student body, because as the older people in our group have said before, Attleboro has changed drastically. And with that, we need to change the way we approach certain things. So we're trying to find more inclusive ways to look at how we treat students when they're being disciplined and how the rules and the statement itself can reflect that. So when you say that statement, you're embodying it and you should follow what you're saying. So we're, that's our main goal at the moment. Um, goal two is basically just community um, engagement. So the problem in our community is that a lot, a lot of the same people are doing the same things, and they're the people who are speaking up and getting involved, leaving us the minority not having a chance to share their own opinions. So community engagement is giving a space for to people who want to speak if they can, so that um, all, like everyone, is getting an equal voice and everyone can be equal, not just the type of people, not just people who are raised to get what they want. Right. Um, so for goal three, uh, it's basically working to increase staff capacity to be more equitable and inclusive uh, within the schools. So a lot of that has to do with um, how students are being treated uh, by the teachers, uh, the relationships they have with their teachers, uh, and also the relationship between uh, students. Uh, a lot of it has to do with just kind of power struggles, I guess, as far as trying to gain transparency between, you know, administration with, you know, with you, Mr. Sawyer, to a student, uh, to the teachers, through anything in between, uh, just so that uh, everybody knows what's going on. Um, and that for that teacher aspect, um, lately we've been looking into um, you know, what are the problems that the students uh, are identifying? So we did that through some surveys and, and uh, focus groups that we've been working on. So we kind of got a better sense of some of the struggles that students are going through. A lot of those lie with relationships. Um, and currently we're going to be working towards doing the same thing with teachers and seeing what teachers identify as problems. Um, and then hopefully when we can come to some sort of resolution through this discussion, um, it'll make it so that, you know, the relationships within the school are better and the teachers and the staff 
have a better understanding of other people's perspectives and things like that. Yeah, so tell me some more about uh, the work that you guys have been doing as a result of your participation here. Um, besides the discipline policy, we, we worked with group three, or was it group two? One of the groups put out a survey, like a, that, a school climate survey. Yeah, that was group two. Group two. So from that, we formed like student focus groups and got feedback from the students. We, it was, it was optional. So we were in a room, we were talking to the kids, and basically they were telling us, well, we prompted the conversation. We were facilitating it. And they were telling us problems they see in the school. And these questions varied from questions about teachers, relationships, race, um, slurs, how they think the Attleboro schools feels about them personally and how they're treated. And we took that information and we kind of put it forwards to what we're trying to do with the discipline policy and working on restorative justice. And currently we have um, a few people in our group that work with like uh, extended, um, I don't want to say night school, but night school and their personal opinions and views on it. And basically what we're learning is we need to approach it at a in a better light. So these kids who stay for extended but don't have a ride home, we need to find a way to discipline them or give them something else to do that won't impact that. So really we're just focusing on making it more equal for everyone across the board. Yeah, so I think some listeners at home will be listening and, and um, you know, hearing about our, uh, you know, a, a change to the way we discipline students. And I think there might be some concern that, you know, we're getting soft and that we're gonna, you know, stop holding kids accountable for things and that we're just gonna, you know, let anyone do anything anymore. Uh, do you think that that's really uh, what's behind all of this? Uh, are, are we, is student participation just trying to uh, make uh, the rules more lax or is there something else going on here? Um, well, we're not getting soft because the problem that we see is that the same kids are the people that are showing up and extended every single time and obviously that's not effective. So what we're trying to do is find an effective punishment which would work even better than the system that we have in place right now. So rather than just being focused on making sure there is a punishment, we're looking for uh, discipline that results in a change in behavior. Yes. Um, well, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's more focusing on like a mutual benefit. What can they gain from learning their mistakes and what can we gain from making sure that our student body is more representative of what we stand for? And I have to say, as a school administrator, you know, we have a real concern that we want, you know, all students to be successful. So if some of our practices don't work, uh, we should be concerned about finding ways to make them work um, because uh, we don't want our need to, you know, have rules be an obstacle to students learning, which is ultimately why they're here. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, for my group, um, because group three put out the climate survey. So a lot of what we were seeing is contradiction. Um, so when we kind of, we met initially, we had a student representative for each of those um, subgroups for the focus groups. Uh, Tiana was one of them, so I was one of them. I was one of them. We had some other students do it too. Um, but then we met up again um, in a larger group to kind of discuss it uh, in depth more and see if what we recorded as them of what they were saying uh, was accurate um, and it seemed accurate to the individual but not to the group so um, the uh, 
vice principal, um, Mr. Gorman, he was the one kind of facilitating that discussion. And one of the things they were talking about uh, were different groups of students, uh, either racially or just their friend groups in general. They see that separation. Uh, it was mostly racially. So uh, there was one student, um, there was a, a black student who said, when I go to the dance, I see the black kids and the white kids separated. And then a white kid said, well, I don't see that. When I'm there, I just see everybody together. And that contradiction is really interesting to us because even though they see things a certain way, like they have to believe it for a certain reason. So that's something we're going to have to look more in depth about why one kid would say that and then another kid would say this thing um, because it really kind of speaks to the lack of transparency that we have between um, individual students and just our whole school community and that's something we want to you know work on so it's less about trying to get to the bottom of which account is the is the accurate one mm -hmm. and more about trying to get underneath why different groups of students experience it differently yeah because when it comes down to it i mean every student who walks through the school is going to have a different experience every person is going to have a different experience um, so we can't assume that there's there's one one experience, uh, and that goes back to the whole equity thing. It's mm -hmm. we're building something that's gonna be for each individual. Um, what's fair for the whole school uh, to be able to help each individual student, uh, whether that's through um, something like that or the um, um, discipline group, um, or even within the community. So it's definitely something we're looking into. So, you know, this is still a pretty new endeavor, right? We spent last year sort of just planning, um, and you know, we're only halfway through this year, which is the first year we've actually been acting on um, the action plans that we created for ourselves. So this is all still new, but you know, we have been at this for 18 months. Do you see any signs of, 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 of positive outcomes, um, or is it still too uh, early to tell whether we're uh, making any progress here? Well, um, with the student focus groups, I think the fact that we're getting students involved and students talking and having students realize that there's problems and then there's also good things at the school is um, a benefit and that shows progress to what we're doing. Yeah, and I would say that um, through the focus groups uh, specifically, like Soa was saying, um, the students outright said, you know, we want more of this. We want more discussion. We want to be able to talk to uh, the administration about this, uh, about any problems that we have or just anything that we see uh, that we, you know, need or that we feel is not right. Um, so from the, those students specifically, um, I know it's been something that's effective. Um, and I know that once we reach out to more of the school, um, I think we'll have a, a similar response. Yeah, and I think it's the encouragement of student voice that's the most important part. Because in order for us to voice our opinions, we have to feel confident that someone will actually listen. Mm -hmm. So I think through what we're doing, we're not only encouraging people to speak up about anything that they see, but also encouraging them to step forward and be like, I want to be the person that helps change this.
And do you feel like uh, this is an authentic opportunity to be heard? Uh, are we listening? Yes. Yeah, I think students are finally getting a voice in our school. Well, that's very encouraging because it's something uh, you know we've stated uh, that we care about and we're trying to make progress on. We recognize this has been uh, an issue that needs to be dealt with, and you know sometimes you try to. Um, improve a thing and you're not sure if your actions are really making a difference or not, but hearing you say that your experience uh, uh, has been positive uh, is encouraging. So to, to wrap this up, you know, Be Heard is an, an aspirational enterprise. Um, what are your hopes for this group in the future, given that you're about to graduate and uh, I assume that your life will take you away from your important work on Be Heard? I hope that the work that we're doing right now is sustainable and that more students will feel welcome enough to join Be Heard as well and kind of pick up where we're leaving and help the adults see it from our perspective as well. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want these efforts to end or like go away. I want, I want, I want it to even be better. Like after we leave, I want it to be like something that we can't even, we didn't even imagine that could happen in the beginning. Like it should be 10 times better than it is right now. Yeah, and I mean, for me, I just want and it's not going to be something that happens within a year, uh, maybe not even two years. Um, it's a slow process trying to talk to everyone and see what's going on with them and trying to find out solutions to the problems we're facing. Um, but I just hope that the end goal would be that, you know, students like to come to school. Uh, they love to learn. They love to meet with their teachers, they know what's going on in the school, they know what's going on in the community, um, and that the school and the community is providing them the tools they need to be successful uh, in that environment uh, per student. Uh, because like I was saying before, it's just every student needs something specific to themselves. So we need to make sure that we give that to them. All right, so <clears throat> any words of encouragement for anyone who might still be listening to this? Join Be Heard. <laughs> Everyone is welcome. Yeah, please join. It um, doesn't matter if you've never like participated in anything before. Everyone's voices need to be heard. Yeah, and uh, you, you, get, you guys can come down to the Shaw's Bakery anytime <laughs> or Wendy's. Me and Soha will... I'll, I'll give you a free Frosty. Yeah, free Frosty, so we got it all covered. But yeah, if you guys can join Be Heard and help us out or just be involved in the community overall, that's just going to help the cause even more. Well, I'd like to echo that. Anyone who cares about improving the educational experience, we provide for all students here in Attleboro are welcome to join us at our monthly meetings. Um, and if someone wants to know when those are, you should check us out on Facebook. You can find us if you search Attleboro Be Heard. So Tiana, Soha, Jack, thank you so much for joining me today. On behalf of the Attleboro Public Schools, thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you thank for you. having us. Thanks.